Become a Reiki Master in Seattle, March 7th, 8th, and 9th. This two-and-a-half-day transformative workshop is open to all levels of experience and will certify you in Reiki 1, 2, and 3. You will learn how to move energy within the body by practicing on other workshop participants. Class participants will also learn detailed information about the chakra system and will receive attunements to practice Reiki at the master level. In this class, I will teach the laws that govern professional practice in Washington State. Reiki is still my favorite modality. This is truly a transformative weekend with healing and guided meditation. Enrollment is limited, booklet included. See you there. Listen to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet every Thursday at noon and 7 p.m. Brought to you by Gwen Williams, Space Transform, Interior Redesign and Feng Shui. That is spacetransform.com. On February 23rd, a Saturday workshop, Automatic Writing, will be presented at the Residence in Marriott on Lake Union. Automatic Writing is an ancient oracle used to receive answers and predictions important to your life. Your wisest counsel is deep inside of you. With a little practice, you will be able to let this wisdom flow through your body, into ink, and onto paper. The trick to successful automatic writing is to let neutral, divine energy access your inner wisdom. This one-day workshop will introduce you to my favorite technique to retrieving information important to you and your life right now. See you then. Views expressed on the following program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome to the Marie Menu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse in a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Welcome to a Thursday night edition of the Marie Manu Cherry Show. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone, here in Seattle. Actually, we've had an absolutely gorgeous day. Did you get to enjoy the day, Tom? <laughs> I caught Tom off guard. He's our audio engineer. No, I've been huddled away indoors all day You long. have? Are you still getting over your cold? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. my head is still kind of... Kind of foggy? Yeah. Well, I, can't you hear in my voice? I can now. I didn't hear it earlier when we were speaking, but I certainly can now. Still a little stuff. <laughs> little, oh my God, it was so bad last week. Well, I'm so glad you're feeling better. Are well, you... the ability to breathe through your nose is highly underrated. <laughs> I would just like to say that. It's a good thing. And have, have you enjoyed your Valentine's Day? I've been working all day. You have. Yeah. Well, happy, happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. And so as a special you know, experience here, Valentine's Day in Seattle, we have Catherine Alice from LA here promoting her book, Love Will Find You. And so Catherine is actually doing a sold-out workshop um, in Seattle, but she will also be at the East West Bookstore on Roosevelt on the 18th, which is Monday. And if you want to register for that um, book signing and small mini workshop, the phone number is 206-523-372. 
888-528-2526. I will actually be at the East West Bookstore tomorrow talking about chakras and energy medicine, same phone number. And I'll be there between 7.30 and 9.30. And Catherine will be there on Monday between 6 and 8.30. Um, so welcome, Catherine. It's wonderful to have you in the studio. Thank you, Marie. It's wonderful to be here, especially on Valentine's Day. I know. How lucky could we get? You know, well, have you likewise. in Seattle <laughs> at the same time. And I happen to have just been looking at the East West um, Bookstore flyer about a month ago, thinking, oh my, when I realized I was going to be on the air for Valentine's Day, and I thought, I wonder if somebody's going to be in town talking about love. And your picture just jumped out at Aww. me. And, and I wrote you, and you wrote me right back. That's and right. So I'm just so glad you're here. Thank well, you. Me too. Thank you so much. Tom, why don't you go ahead and um, give out the phone? number so that we can have callers call in because Catherine is a coach and she helps people find love. I mean, is that how you would like to describe yourself? I help people magnetize love to them. Wonderful. So it can fall in their lap. And I also help them dissolve any blocks they've had Mm -hmm. that keep love from Mm -hmm. them. Uh, and I've been reading your book. Um, I got it the other day. Oh, go ahead, Tom. I'm sorry. He's looking at me like, I'm not going to give out those trying, phone numbers. I don't want to interrupt you. Uh, <laughs> if you have a question for Marie, uh, give us a call at one 825 8828 One more time, that number, 877-825-8828. And the local number, too, if we could. Yeah, the local number is 425-373-5527. One more time, that number, 425-373-5527. Well, um, and Catherine and I were talking a little bit, of course, before we started the show, because we just met today. Right. And um, I've been single for, oh, I think it'll be seven years in October. And of course, because of what I do for work, I've read pretty much every self-help book on the planet, or at least that's what I like to think. And I've certainly read a lot of books about relationships. And I'm very impressed with your book. Thank you. I just, I think it's lovely. I love your definition of soulmates, which we can talk about. Okay. Because I think it's refreshing and, and inspiring. You know, to think that you're welcome to think that there's somebody out there for you. Yes. Yeah. You know, that there's a lid for every pot is what you said in your book. Actually, (laughs) I'm Southern and my Southernisms creep into my work. Oh, I like it. I like metaphors. I think metaphors are highly valuable for people and understanding. I've heard that at weddings. People quote me. Really? Yeah. (laughs) The lid for every pot? Yeah, you're my lid. (laughs) (laughs) That's adorable. That's great. And you yourself were single for a long time before you met your soulmate. I was. Yes. Yes. So the worst thing is that I was already doing this work. (laughs) And so I was producing everybody else's soulmate. And they were like, this works so well. Where is yours? Yeah. And so what was your answer to them when that would happen? He's on his way. I got an inner message. He was coming within a certain time period, which he did. Wow. And so I just had to, and in retrospect, you always see why. Why it took the time right. we did, and right. we could see why it was that way. Wow! Well, wow. we finally got together. So, and you've had great success. Um, you know, you've been in, on talk shows and other radio shows, and in magazines. And mm-hmm. you have how many times has has your book only been republished once? Or oh no, it's it's going into its fourth printing it's right fourth now. Printing so. that is just yes. fantastic. So obviously the book does very well. You've been able to really help people, which I think is um, a special gift to be able to help people find true love. It's pretty fun. That's yeah. my my big reward is all the emails I get with love stories. <laughs> Wow, that's and and when I read your book, you have little cameos set aside. I give with, some of them. I, yes, yeah, they're fascinating. <laughs> in fact, when I first read your book, with the part that I thought was incredibly hopeful is that in the very beginning, you had a, a small support group, and there was a woman who was, I believe, in her seventies, uh-huh. who was the first one in the group to actually find true love. Yeah, and everybody can believe it, <laughs> yeah. and I love that because often in a group, I'll find the least likely person to find love right. will be the first to go, and then everybody else is like, well. 
if they get loved, I must. Right. And it helps them to get hope that, right. okay, there right. is somebody out there for me. That is right. There is somebody out there for you. Absolutely. Yeah. So what is one of your favorite stories about finding true love? Do you have a favorite? Uh, I have so many of them. But um, one of them is a recent person who, mm-hmm. for seven years, it's one of my holdouts. Every now and then you get somebody mm-hmm. who's really blocked and taking a while to manifest. Mm-hmm. And you can see their blocks, and it just takes a while. And recently, somebody who had seven bad Valentine's Days in a row, <laughs> <laughs> finally, this year, she's off the charts and floating above the ground a few inches. And, um, and she finally found her one. And she, you know, she's in her 40s wow. and was beginning to give up. Right. And they are tailor made for each other, which is what happens when it's right. Right. Sometimes people say, oh, it's spooky. Right. How perfect it is. Right. And in your book, you also write that when you find the one, it feels odd or weird because you're not used to getting along so well, perhaps, or yeah. being lovers and great friends. Well, my belief is that, yeah, your soulmate's your best friend. Right. And that when you're with them, it is the best relationship you've ever had. And it's hard to compare it to anything. And you have to get used to it. Right. Because you've never had it. And so if, if anybody listening, if you don't have your soulmate yet, when you get them, good times are ahead. So just understand, <laughs> my saying is... Is the best is yet to come. Oh, I just think that's wonderful. I think that's lovely. So I had kind of a, an, a different definition of soulmate, and, and I think other people do too, because I've right. heard it before, uh-huh. you know, that the soulmate is actually the one who is here to help you um, grow your soul. And so that could be perhaps the difficult relationship. Right. And that maybe what you're looking for is a life partner. But when I read your book, um, you did talk about the difficult relationships. I know? did, yes. yes. <laughs> and, and in one category, you talked about, about um, crazy love. Right. right? Yes. Where you're with someone who pushes all of your buttons, mm-hmm. or you push each other's buttons, right? And, yes. And you drive each other nuts, That's basically. Right. Yes. Yeah. I've definitely had a 20-year saga of that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And um, But if you're fortunate enough to be in that circumstances and you're fortunate enough to listen to instead of reacting all the time to listen to what's really happening inside of you then you can do tremendous healing and growth in relationships like that yes yeah, sometimes I um I have a couple who are, who are in crazy love yeah and they transcend it and they wow. are soulmates most people in crazy love they're not soulmates right Right. But but every now and then, and I tell this extraordinary story in my book about two people who went around and around, and finally, it, you know, they got to another level with it. Right. So yes. it does happen. It's rare. Right. But and so the majority of people, crazy love is not the soulmate. No, they're yeah. not just they're not meeting at the right level, mm-hmm. and it's about drama. Right. And I don't believe I'm not one of those people who says relationships are just to grow you. That mm-hmm. sounds horrible. And when you're falling in love, you, you know, you're so happy, you're so euphoric. That's not hard. So I believe that they're actually for a greater purpose to lift up the planet, to have fun, to enjoy. And and that's the level of soulmate. You know, that's where they come together. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I just had had a different definition and I like your definition better. Um, Thank you. I do. I I think that I think it's it promises hope and, and, and it's inspiring to think that there's a lid for your pot, so to speak. Yeah. And that, you know, when you're in a soul union, you are with a really great friend and a person who helps you be more of who you are, you know, mm-hmm. who acknowledges all these wonderful things about you and loves the parts that perhaps you don't love about yourself. And then maybe every love you've ever had found something irritating or thought you needed to change it and you saw you thought something was wrong with you. Right. And then you meet your soulmate and they think it's cute. <laughs> like, you know, you're just right for them. Right. Oh, that's lovely. Well, we already have a caller, so why don't we go ahead and go to the phones and take a caller. We have Mike on the line. Hi, Mike. Hi. Hi. What can we do for you? Um, well, 
Hey, uh, I, I don't have your book yet. I wanted to read it before the show, actually, but uh, it's mm-hmm. on the way. Okay. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I have a question I read. I was reading on your website. And I have a question about something you um, wrote on there. Okay. And it's you were talking about releasing past loves. Yes. Um, in a way, and I'm wondering how that might relate to my current situation, because um, I'm wondering how do you release someone who you believe is your soulmate if they're still like in your life and they aren't clear about wanting to be with you in like a romantic way. Okay. Well, I believe release is the higher way to do things anyway, because none of us want love that's coerced. We don't have to beg for love or hang on to it and cling to it because we're scared it's going to go away. I don't don't think that that's not a good energy to be in. It feels horrible. Yeah. And so what I've seen is that when people do release, if it is your soulmate, that is the space that they can come back. And so it's actually more powerful. I have to, um, on my releasing a person CD, I actually have a warning to people that when you do this release work, inevitably you will hear from them even if you haven't heard from them in a while somehow release actually magnetizes things and you have to be firm unless something's changed and they're 100 percent they want to be with me i won't go back but release is much more powerful than the opposite which is neediness or clinginess which repel right you, you know and so between those two energies choosing the magne- magnetic quality of release has a much better effect anyway I understand. So, yeah. so I'm wondering, is it like, so it's not an emotional release. It's more of like a physical release, like them, like you not really communicating with them anymore, or like seeing them. Is no, that- <laughs> it has to be on every level. You can't fake it and say, oh, I'm just letting them go. So they'll come back. You have to really be willing to let them go and trust that if they're not your one, something that will blow you away and make you forget this person will happen. You have to really do it. If you fake it, it's not a real release. I see. So you I'm just just trying to clear up that you'd actually like tell the person that you don't really want to you can. or you don't think that we should be talking or whatever right now or possibly it's not so much what you do but it's more of an inner thing I have people do a little ritual they do it on my CD I take them through or you can do it yourself you can go on my website and see ways to do it do a little goodbye ritual and you oddly enough you actually feel differently so it's on emotional level mental level you know on every level that you might be connected with the person you're letting go and trusting that if they're your one and I believe this nothing will keep you apart right okay yeah I love that part that you know if you have been with your soulmate Mm -hmm. and for some reason you're not together anymore that they will come back into your life and I see that it's it happens much more frequently if people are willing to release and trust Mm -hmm. than if they're hanging off for dear life Right. And in the release work, um, I haven't actually done your particular CD, but I've done other forms. And you really do get excited about the future. Yes. And that's important. It is. Yeah. You can see that, wow, I I might have something even more incredible than what I just experienced. And that helps you let go. It really does. Yeah. So does that help, Mike? Yeah, it it does. So I'm just, um, I guess I'm at this figure out where I'm at and, and yeah you know, well, blessings blessings are that process for you what I do know is that you have good times ahead no matter what yeah and okay it's kind of like that old <laughs> saying you know if you let something free um if it's yours it comes back if it doesn't it never was you know so yeah that's a, well that's a good insight yeah mm-hmm. okay well I have one more question and it's really easy a simple one okay um for uh Catherine um I'm wondering do, do you believe or have you had experience with other people you've worked with that they have, like, other soulmates in the universe at the same time? Like, there might not just be one or there could be um, a few or multiple that 
Yeah, well, I, there are different definitions of soulmates, and I believe there are all kinds of soulmates. So maybe your dog, your grandmother, your twin, you know, a good friend might be a soulmate. In terms right. of romantic soulmates, yes, because I have people come to my workshops where maybe a spouse died. Um, and I think you do get more than one, usually one at a time. And I, I believe in a theory called twin souls. And that's that there was somebody created to be with you. And while you may be with a couple soulmates, when you're with your twin soul, you're never apart again. You're, you're programmed to come together. And once you're together, the only thing that really tears you apart is death. And a lot of twin souls actually die close to each other. Or, you know, and so it's it's a little bit of complex theory, but I do believe that that you can't miss love. You cannot miss it. It will happen to you for sure. And if this woman is your twin soul, you'll definitely be together. If she's not, you got even better times ahead. Okay, yeah, because I do notice, I mean, when I'm when I'm with her um, and just in like a normal, you know, friendship way, it feels it feels weird and kind of I don't know, doesn't feel right. You know, Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that might be a sign, and it's hard to look at it when you're attached to somebody. You don't want to see that, but, and, and you don't know the future yet. You can't see that person who's going to knock your socks off yet. So right. you have right. to step out on faith. And, and you know, when I look at this woman who's lovely, by the way, the woman that you're speaking about, <laughs> I don't know her, but I mean, energetically, that's how I can okay. see her. Um, I think she's scared. I think you're ready for a relationship. You're ready to move forward in your life in a commitment, a committed relationship. And she's not. I just see her, um, I think, some people think that they're terrified of being hurt, but I really think more people are terrified to be really loved. I think human beings yeah. don't completely understand yeah, I would that. Agree. I would agree with that because yeah. she's been in, she's just been through a lot of relationships. Actually, she's never really been in a relationship where she's been really um, adored and loved. And mm-hmm. so I kind of provide that for her. And she tells me that, you know, she has this really deep love that she feels for me, but then she also feels irritated sometimes. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it's scary for us, for many people to allow themselves to be vulnerable and let someone really love them. And I think that when a person finally figures that out, if that is indeed something that's blocking them, then they begin to let those barriers break away and soften their heart and and let people in and realize it's okay to be scared. Yeah, Yeah. and Mike, you can't do it for her. We have to release people to their own process because you could really get frustrated if you tried to somehow make that happen for her. Yeah, and I don't even, I don't want to do that. You know, I want her to find out for herself. So, Mm -hmm. And she may, you know. Wow. Well, we're both okay. sending you blessings for yes. having it turn out in the perfect way. Yes, and happy Thank Valentine's Day. Thank you so much. Day. Well, it really helped out. So. Yeah, oh, Thank good. you for calling. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. So why don't we go ahead and give out those phone numbers again, Tom? Certainly. If you'd like to give us a call, one eight seven seven eight two five eight eight two eight. Once again, that toll-free number, one eight seven seven eight two five eight eight two eight. Or you can give us a call locally at 425-373-5527. That's 425-373-5527. Wonderful. Thank you. And that toll-free number is anywhere in the country. So, you know, don't be shy if yes. you're calling us from Arizona or New Mexico or Florida or whatnot. We would love to have your phone call. Um, so in back to this crazy love thing, I know I'm probably <laughs> spending too much time on this. I just see so many people, you know, right. in this type of circumstances where they feel so trapped and so clingy and kind of stuck with each other Mm -hmm. when it's not working, when anyone pretty much outside of the relationship can go, yikes, you know, that this relationship is not working, but the two people in it just feel so incredibly drawn to each other. Yes. Yeah. So what, what is your method or what do you recommend to help someone resolve that? Um, well, there are a couple of things. One is to leave the drama behind. And to be willing to grow and work in a different way than they have been. Mm-hmm. 
and I not it's not always the high road to to get out of it right away. Until mm-hmm. you, my rule of thumb is don't get out of something until you find peace within it mm. somehow. Oh, that's beautiful. And you have to kind of let go. Usually, each has a different agenda. You have to let go of your agenda enough to be able to communicate better. Wow. And uh, and then we see. And mm-hmm. there's certain things that do even there's a thing I call release in relationship. Mm-hmm. And we work with that energy of letting go of some things they are hanging on too tightly and kind of butting heads about. Mm. And, uh, and what you were saying, too, is a lot of people are very scared to get close. And so there's a process of, of letting yourself get closer and revealing yourself and being that vulnerable. Right. That helps. Right. And I think it's so interesting how we're not necessarily... Uh, um, made aware of that fact, you know, that we tend to just stay in some illusion that we're just terrified to be hurt. And that's why we avoid relationships or yeah. ones that could be really good for us. Exactly. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, so so in your release work in a relationship, how do you recommend that a person do release work? So that means that the individual, not necessarily as the couple together in, in conference. Right, because not, not, sometimes one person will be more open to the work than right. somebody else. And in that case... What I suggest is to to start pulling back, even energetically, don't have as much contact, even if you're living together, focus on other things, mm-hmm. let go of some of the things that you might have really been um, fighting about. Mm-hmm. It, so you don't bring it up. You let it slide. You don't get in an argument. Right. If an argument's happening, it takes two to argue, walk away or agree with them. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, you're setting on the inner and attention that it will work out and that you will find peace. Mm-hmm. Those are some ways that we do it. And um, and it's amazing how things turn around. It is amazing. I agree with that completely. And so why don't we go to the phone, Tom, because um, we have Janine or Jenny from Seattle. Hi, Jenny. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you? I am great. Thank you. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you very much. You too. <laughs> Both of you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Maria, I'm calling you tonight because I'm experiencing um, quite a bit of pain in my left or my right shin, uh-huh. and um, I'm a house cleaner by day, and um, it particularly seems to happen. This sound, well might sound kind of funny to a lot of people listening, but when I'm bent over doing a bathtub, uh-huh. it seems to be. The most time that I experienced this pain, and it's like a hot poker, right? Literally pulling, you know, on a vein or something right. of that nature. Well, well, you're you're really uh, articulate about it and insightful. I see a cluster of veins actually kind of being strangled a little bit. So when you lean over, you're somehow pulling on particular muscles um, that are strangling some veins in that part of your body. Because um, because okay. it doesn't look like an actual clot to me. Although I'll I'll teach you a technique so you can double check um, because where it's positioned isn't for normal clotting type behavior but hey you know it's something that you want to pay attention to and you're getting it from um, a certain type of bending rather than from sitting do you do a lot of sitting actually uh no yeah i do a lot of i do a lot of squatting right Um, oh squatting that's a form of sitting Mm -hmm. yeah and i'm on my knees uh-huh. Right. A lot. Um, the other thing that I want to tell you, you've probably already figured it out, is that I can feel something in my thigh. In your thigh area? Yeah, mm-hmm. in my thigh area. And mm-hmm. it's very, very tender. And mm-hmm. I have looked um, over and over and over again, and I can't see anything that's real obvious. Mm-hmm. Well, but oh, it's. Go ahead. 
but it's it's um, if I if I touch it, it's sore. It's yeah. it's sore, and yeah. it's almost like it's a, um, as big as the my the tip of my little finger. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So well, you know, it's um, interesting. You say it's as big as the tip of your little finger, but when I was looking at it, it was like I it was almost like the um, pattern of your knuckles if you were to make a fist. So does, really, does the pain radiate out once you touch that? one sensitive yeah. area. Yeah. Cause that's what it looks yeah. like to me. Um, so here's what's happening and I'll, I'll give you the, the reason why, and then I'll have you, um, you know, if, if the pain continues, there's nothing wrong with going to see a physician to rule out a potential blood clot, but I really just see veins strangulating, if you will, or tightening in the shin, the front part of your leg, which is what you described, you know, that's where the shin is, but that's where I am too. Um, yeah. you're, you're having some vascular fatigue, literally, you know, especially in the lower extremities. And a lot of times when people have vascular problems, particularly in your case, it's from burdens. You have way too many burdens. You take on too much responsibility. You feel guilty, in my opinion, and you also don't delegate enough. And and you feel like you are the one who has to um, solve problems for family members and friends and all of that good stuff. Is this making sense? Right now, I'm going through a real big issue with a a close friend of mine who I'm trying desperately to help her mm-hmm. realize that her life is in serious need of turning around. You know what's really important sometimes is to let people just figure it out on their own. I, mean, I, I think that you are a great friend for this person, and if she is ready to be helped, then you'll get signals that will let you be able to help her. But from energetically, from what I'm seeing, she's not ready to be helped. In fact, she's not. She's, she's frustrated. <laughs> Pardon me? I said she's frustrated sometimes even with your comments. In yeah. My, yeah. And and so this vascular fatigue, this has been going on from, you know, I see your behavioral pattern of um, wanting to make sure that everyone's okay. That's another way to put it. From a very yeah. early age, like even three to five years of age. So you've been doing this for a long time, and it takes a while for the veins to become fatigued. You know, that's what has happened. So I see this kind of lower extremity vascular fatigue from doing too much for others and then feeling responsible, even though you're doing more than enough. So uh, I'm going to recommend that you let her um, figure it out and be uncomfortable in her life because that's how we I've, learn. You know what? I've done that. I've mentally made up my mind that I, I'm pulling away from her. And as I'm listening to Catherine talk, um, you know, somehow or another, I've, I've made up my mind that it's, it's not my place to be there. Excellent. I have to let it go. Congratulations. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so what I'd love for you to do is, you know, tonight or tomorrow is to lay down in a bed flat and have uh-huh. your legs stretched out and then just um, flex your foot. So you're going to, you know, flex your toes kind of towards um, your face or towards the top of your body. And if you notice some um, deep pain while you do this flex, this flexation, it could be a sign of a blood clot. It's possible. Oh, I, I don't okay. see that when I'm in your body. But, you know, I do believe in people um, having regular checkups when they have um, a health issue going on. So try that. It's called a Homan sign. I mean, in terms of if you do the flexation and you have pain, it's called a po- positive Homan sign. And then okay. that would, you know, be a good reason to see your physician or if it continues and it doesn't release. If you start to release burdens, even saying a mantra, I easily release burdens from my being you know, throughout the day, perhaps, you may Uh notice that the pain in the thigh and in the front part of your leg dissipating and maybe even better circulation in your lower extremities, which would give you a heads up that that is indeed what was energetically creating some problems in your physical body. Okay? Yeah. 
Wow. So send love and light to your friend. And, and when she needs your help, she'll come to you. And then that's the best time to help. Thank you so much. Blessings. Yeah, blessings. Thank you. And you guys have a great Valentine's Day. Thank you. You, you too. too. Thanks. So, Tom, bye-bye. 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 Thank you. So, Tom, why don't we go ahead into our next caller? Okay, we've got uh, Noreen on the line. Hi, Noreen. Hi. Hi. Um, my question is, is that my ex-husband has come back into my life. Mm. His choice, he's, he looked for me. Um, and I am, I, I'm a little um, not sure what to think about it. <laughs> well, where uh, are you in the process? Have you guys, are you started dating again? Well, kind of, yeah. <laughs> How long were you apart? How long? Uh-huh. Almost 15 years. Oh, my heavens. Do you have children together? No. Okay. And how are you feeling about it? A little confused. That's part of the reason why uh, he left and we decided to separate was because I had four children and he he really didn't want a woman with children, but he fell in love with me in spite of my kids, but Uh he couldn't deal with the kids. Wow. Now, I'm the younger, but they're gone now, but I still have a very close relationship with my kids. Right. So. Does he seem like he's grown during this time? Somewhat, but, you know, he still doesn't want to share me with them. Okay. And, and there's a, he has a whole part of his life that I'm not a part of, and so, it, you know, it's a little confusing to me. I don't know if it's just, a physical relationship he's interested in, or if he really wants to pursue a relationship again. Right, I see. Um, well, I would say that I would be careful, and you can see, you could test it a little before you over-involve yourself, or if you're already starting to get attached to him, you can let go. And we yeah. always need to know that. No matter what, it hurts to let go and you grieve it, but it's important to know you can always do that. You're not stuck. You have a choice in this. Right. And um, I would test a little and, and first off, see if he'd be willing to become okay with your children as part of your life. He needs to accept you as you are. And everybody has to share their soulmate with other people. We all love many people, and that's not fair. And then in terms of the part of his life that you don't know about, I would say you, need, you can also start gauging how much he wants to be with you. Because, right. you know, d- d- are you doing other things that don't involve a physical relationship? I- is he really motivated to make sure he has to see you? Is he sharing more and more of his life with you like that? Because yeah. you get to choose and I would say raise the bar high. And if he's willing to meet you there, that's a soulmate level. Anything less, especially on a physical level, that's not worthy of you. <laughs> Thank you. That's what... I kind of felt too, but I thought, well, maybe, you know, maybe I'm missing something here. Well, it's maybe not, there's... it's not the level of soulmates. Um, the, the level of soulmates is very high. You share things on many, many levels and it has to be freely given and a loose hold on one another. And so if he's holding on to you so tight and he does, I have to say that I'm sensing that he does have feelings for you for sure. But he has to be willing to concede that you need your freedom to love other people, love certainly your children, and that you, you deserve honor and respect. Okay. Does that make sense? 
Yes, it does. Yeah. And so you can test it and just be willing. I think we all have to be willing to let go if it turns out to not be right. This is not your last opportunity for love by any means. Well, and that's that's kind of the way I feel, too. Um, And and I'm not sure I still, I mean, I still care about him as a person, uh but I'm not sure I have any love feelings for him, you know? Yeah. Well, you can see. It, it can't hurt to see, but just know that you have a big choice in this, and um, and you're perfectly free to let go if at any point you're seeing this is not what I want. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. thank you. I validated my feelings, and oh. that's what I needed. <laughs> oh, good. Well, blessings on that, and happy Valentine's Day. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, that was wonderful because clearly she, you know, our caller already knew that there was something going on, but she just couldn't trust herself enough. I I think when you've had a relationship with someone for a period of time and they're gone for a long time and they come back in and... We can get confused. Absolutely. Yes. So that's excellent. That's wonderful. Um, Why don't we go ahead and go to our next caller? Um, We have Judy from New Jersey who's called in. Hi, Judy. Hi, Judy. Hi. How are you? I'm... I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> Good, thank you. What can we do to help you? Well, um, my question is this: um, I was I'm out of a relationship now. It's been three years. Um, I know I can see now that it was a, a toxic uh, relationship. Um, he was, I guess, more controlling than anything else. But I think I allowed him to be that way with me. Yeah. It well, we do. Safe in a in a way. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's been three years now, and I want to move on. And I'm feeling lonely, and I just want to get back out there again. So, do you feel anything? Do you see anything? Are you asking me or Marie? Catherine or Marie? I think Catherine uh, is doing an excellent job here. So. Oh, I didn't even know there were two people. Oh, on that's that. okay. Please oh. go ahead, Catherine. Please. Yeah. Um, well, I think that you're ready, and and I. It sounds like are you still having unresolved feelings about this person you ended the relationship with three years ago who was controlling? Um, as far as my feelings about him. Yeah. Or? Do you think about him? Or are you? No. You, no okay. No. So you feel like you've released him. And it's possible, Judy, that you are actually in a process of healing because you're right. One thing you said that I really like is that you allowed it. Anytime anybody treats us with disrespect or controls us and we let that happen, you know, we did allow it for Uh sure. People who have better boundaries or wouldn't put up with that, they don't. You know, they're like, okay, you're out of here. And you did that. You did that. And so that's a big step in the right direction. It's possible that there's a part of you that's been healing from that and rising above so you would never let something like that happen again. It can take time. But I have good news. I have a private client that I have been seeing for many years. And she came out of something like that. And it did take her a while to establish a safer um, world for herself to never let anybody toxic and again and now finally she's created this gentle world around her to heal so she would have better boundaries and never let anybody abusive or toxic around and she's madly in love finally with the nicest man in the world and they just got uh. engaged and so it's not too late and, and if you're lonely I love loneliness because I think loneliness is a vacuum inside that we need to treasure that is the vacuum that will be filled by our soulmate we don't want to fill it up with junk 
And so I love, I, I think that's a good thing and you need to bless it and say, this is good. It's the space within me that I do have room for my love. And if you, your energy feels to me a little bit like you're, you are ready to extend it and to see what's out there. And I encourage you to go ahead and be open because that energy will magnetize things to you, including your soulmate. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, sounds wonderful. <laughs> yeah, but I encourage you to, if, if you do see that you're attracting someone who might want to control you again, to immediately say, next. <laughs> right. Don't well, stick I, around. I, mean, I think I've grown a lot since that. I think um, you have, too. I really do. So congratulations, because I think you're at the brink of good, good times. Do you see any uh, time length? Or, not that I'm trying to rush, but... Um, well, that's hard to say, and I think it's more than anything, it's something you choose, right? And, and I have people who do my work who say, the next person I date is going to be my soulmate. And the energy is so passionate. And I feel in you a certain passion and readiness for that. You can proclaim that to, you, to the universe, and it will accelerate it. And it can be very quick. Mm-hmm. But you have to really proclaim, I am ready with open arms. I am ready and come to me now. Yeah, it's just been the last few months I've been feeling like this. Like, uh, you know, I'm starting to uh, get myself back to where I was before, like Mm -hmm. uh, taking care of myself better. Yes, good for you. Yes. Getting my hair done, getting my nails done, Uh you know, all the girly things that, you know, we love to do. You're tapping into your feminine energy. Yeah. So I love that. Well, I think that um, I think you're doing well. And I sense that. And anybody who's listening who might be a little lonely, I want to say that Valentine's Day, it's amazing how many people meet actually on Valentine's Day or right after it. Love is in the air. Everybody's thinking about it. Do you have a Valentine? Do you not have one? And so if you have any despair going around, don't worry. You can jump on this energy and be on the love train before you know it. Wow. That's the love train. I'm liking that. I think the love train needs a theme song. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you, Judy, so much. And thank I, you. we wish you the best of luck and blessings in your um, new discovery of relationships. Yes. Oh, and I thank you. Thank you. Thank you for calling. So um, we're going to go ahead and go to break. And as we're heading out, why don't you go ahead and give out the phone numbers again, Tom? Certainly. If you want to give us a call, our number is 1-877-825-8828. One more time, that toll-free number, 877-825-8828. Or locally at 425-373-5527. That's 425-373-5527. And we'll be right back with the Marie Menu Cherry Show. It's here, an evening with Marie Manucheri and friends. Every month on the third Wednesday, this two-hour class promises to inspire you and surround you with like-minded people. Come explore topics like manifest your goals and desires, meet your spirit guides, embrace your intuition, bridging worlds, and balance your human energy system. This Wednesday evening class is held in Seattle from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., the third Wednesday of every month, January through October. Classes will be held at the Residence in Marriott, Lake Union, 800 Fairview Avenue North in Seattle. Parking is free on the street, near the hotel, or in the garage. Just pull up to the hotel and ask the front desk for a parking key. 
For more information, visit my website at www.energyintuitive.com or call the office at 425-825-5671. See you there. Become a Reiki Master in Seattle, March 7th, 8th, and 9th. This two-and-a-half-day transformative workshop is open to all levels of experience and will certify you in Reiki 1, 2, and 3. You will learn how to move energy within the body by practicing on other workshop participants. Class participants will also learn detailed information about the chakra system and will receive attunements to practice Reiki at the master level. In this class, I will teach the laws that govern professional practice in Washington State. Reiki is still my favorite modality. This is truly a transformative weekend with healing and guided meditation. Enrollment is limited, booklet included. See you there. Write it down, shout it loud. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Now, wasn't that fun? And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. We are grateful and happy to have Catherine Alice from Los Angeles area here in Seattle, who's promoting her book, Love Will Find You. So please welcome again, Catherine. It's so nice to have you in the studio. Well, thank you, Marie. Yeah. And before we went um, on to our break, you briefly to- um, spoke to a caller about loneliness. And right. I-, I found that fascinating that that lonely feeling is actually good. It is. And I, I don't mean to an extreme where you're indulging yourself and just feeling horrible. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean that if when I do releases with people, a lot of times they actually get this empty feeling and it's odd. And certainly if you break up with somebody or you're used to being with somebody, suddenly you feel lonely. And I bless that and I say, guard it, guard it, save it. Because it, that's an opening for... It's an opening. It means mm-hmm. you're actually open to love. And, ah. and uh, nature abhors a vacuum. So nature may try to fill it with different things. And I'd right. say preserve it. Mm-hmm. guard it and don't let anything in until it's the, your one. Well, actually, I can totally understand that I certainly went through at least a year time period of feeling really lonely um, a few years ago. And I did do everything I could to fill it up walks and uh-huh. running and hanging out with my girlfriends and, you know, uh-huh. finding ways oh, to, to yeah. fill that up. And I, I think many people think that it, there's something wrong with us when we feel lonely. I don't think so. Yeah. I think it's natural and just notice it and be with it and say this is good because it's actually making you magnetic to love wow i just think that's wonderful advice and and very refreshing for people yeah so if you're out there and you're feeling lonely it's good yay yes (laughs) um in your book uh, you also talk about the soul call Mm -hmm. right so could you explain that a little bit to our listening audience a soul call is actually an, an energetic invitation for your love to come to you. And the process I do is a guided meditation in which they actually reach out and they touch that person on the planet who's living and breathing right now meant for them because I believe you're meant to be together. And so on some level, you're already connected with them and you can tap into that and you invite them into your life. And it's very powerful. And that's an inner soul call. And today on Valentine's Day, anybody who doesn't have a Valentine yet, and you will, and it'll make up for all the bad Valentine's days you ever had, I suggest making a little card, writing a poem for the love that you don't know yet. I did that. And I had this little card for a couple years on my altar, kind of graying. And then (laughs) I met my one. 
And on our wedding day, I actually gave him this card that oh. was kind of like gray around the edges. I filled it out and he was so moved. Oh. And so just know that as you do that, as you, you make a Valentine or you write a poem, you actually will be taking that and giving it to your love. And so that's a way you could reach out to them and do it out more of an outer soul call today. It's certainly a good day to honor them, even though you're not together yet. And remind yourself that you do get love and there is somebody, there's a lid for your pot. <laughs> yeah, I just love that. That's wonderful. So why don't we go ahead and go to the phones because we have Mary from Seattle on the line. Hi, Mary. Hi, Mary. Hi. Well, I thought I met my twin, or my, my twin flame um, about 12 years ago. Uh-huh. And I firmly believe I did, but it didn't work out. And it's like it was, it was so... I was so shattered by that. I really haven't been able to open myself up to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've come a long ways. I've right. healed a great deal, but mm-hmm. I'm 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 kind of like in a place where I'm fine if I do, and I'm fine if I don't. Do you feel I'm, like I really s- like being alone? I enjoy my freedom. I enjoy mm-hmm. my independence, mm-hmm. and a relationship would be like an option. It wouldn't be a a, a necessity. Mm, that's a good place to get to. But can I ask you, do you still have pain about this person that you thought was your twin flame so many years ago? I had a lot of pain. I worked it through. I uh-huh. feel like I have. Okay. Okay. Well, I I would be hesitant to label it, it, no matter how wonderful it was, I'd be hesitant to label it your twin flame. Because my experience is you end up together and unless he comes back in and you're together, you don't know that. And so I'd be cautious because the things you don't know yet, you're not limited by your past. So it's possible you will have even better no matter how good that was. Yeah. It was like nothing. It was a type of love I've never experienced Wonderful. Well, that can be a template. So in case it's not him and he never comes back, at least you know that feeling because that is the soulmate feeling. And it's possible you will have it with somebody else. But at least you kind of know what it feels like and how amazing it is because it's really something. Yes, it was. Ineffable. There's no words that can describe it. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Well, I I bless you for having it again, and I think you will because it's good to get happy alone. There are no rules in love, and so I'm not going to say that everybody who ever meets their soulmate got happy alone, but many, many people, I see that as a trend. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. the minute you think, oh, I can take it or leave it, that bam, it happens. And oh, oh, I did meet someone um, from uh, the U.K., uh-huh. Uh, several months ago, but I don't want to get involved in another long distance relationship. It just doesn't. It's too too difficult. It doesn't work for me. Okay. So I never responded to his letters. Oh my goodness! Well, you I never know. know. I've had long distance relationships work out, and and I would say if you do have any blogs, it might be just thinking that well, maybe a relationship would impinge upon my freedom and my happiness I have alone. When you're with your soulmate, it enhances your life, and it's none of the downsides some people exactly. fear. Exactly, exactly. It 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 actually <laughs> gives energy. It doesn't take energy. Yes, and so you know you might want to work on that belief. Because that might be a block. Some people I see, they say, oh, I just can't go through that again. And I say, well, what's that? Because you, you won't go through that with the right person. Yeah. And so they've got this negative association dating. Oh, you know. So if you have any negative association, I would say let that go. And, and just say to yourself, my soulmate will enhance my life. We'll be free together. It will, he'll be easy. We can live together, maybe. And, it, you know, it'll, it'll be amazing. 
Yeah, fabulous. Well, good. And I'm glad you have that template, Mary. Even though it didn't work out that time, you know, I would say there's more of that, not less. You don't have to go the rest of your life never experiencing that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you're calling us on Valentine's Day. Kind of a sign. (laughs) (laughs) And you're also happy. I agree with Catherine. I think I've noticed in my clients and my close personal friends that when they feel really good and happy in their life and they're enjoying their life, then it seems or it appears that they're ready for a relationship and it seems to be right around the corner for them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I wouldn't be surprised if we hear from you. Ah. Some very good news. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know um, exactly what Catherine said, how lucky you are to have actually felt love because not everybody has. And since you have felt that and you know what it feels like, mm-hmm. you know, recognizing that you're so incredibly fortunate and there's plenty more out there. Mm-hmm. Just better. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful, Marie. Do you, do you sense any, or, Marie, do you feel or sense any blockages in me at um, all? I'm yeah. Well, I, I've been scanning your body for a little while while we're on the phone um, uh-huh. and in, in your solar plexus and especially the front portion of your solar plexus. So your immune system to me actually feels a little weakened. Yeah. And, and this area of the solar plexus is all about self-love. So the more you can love yourself and be happy with who you are, that actually enhances your immune system. And I'm actually in your thyroid gland all of a sudden. Um, yeah. Well, and thyroid, um, according to many holistic practitioners, is kind of like perhaps there's other endocrine organs that are having a little bit more of a sluggish um, time in your body, and your thyroid tends to be kind of a later symptoms of some right. autoimmune. Um, mm-hmm. And so, in, um, I don't know if you've um, if you're aware of the fifth chakra exercise that I teach. Uh, but I would speak out loud to a blank wall or door in a, a made-up foreign language. So if you want to pretend like you're speaking German or French or Arabic that has some guttural sounds that would clear out the throat chakra and help that okay. thyroid gland. And to help your solar plexus to help with this block, the self-love block piece, um, if you will, is to just look in the mirror, make mm-hmm. excellent eye contact with yourself and say, I'm learning to love this woman in the mirror. I'm learning to believe she's amazing. I'm learning to be proud of her. Wow, wow. And then you I th- know what? Yeah, okay, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think that might help trip you onto the next step of even feeling more confident and to attract someone into your life. I've been doing that, the mirror work. Good. I also just went to see my endo- endocrinologist uh-huh. for my thyroid. Okay, <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep up that mirror work and maybe take it up to two times a day. And do you have children? No. Yeah. Um, do you have pets? Um, not, not of my own. Yeah. Okay. Um, because <laughs> the housemate has pets. Yeah. Okay, good. Because um, sometimes it's hard to understand what unconditional love really means. I certainly uh-huh. didn't understand mm-hmm. it until I had my own children. And yeah. so people who don't have kids, it seems like almost a foreign concept at times. But pets, you know, uh, I had a cat who just died a week ago, and it was a, uh-huh. a, a really, you know, I... I was surprised by how much I grieved over his loss. I loved him so much. So think of that, how much it feels great when you see a pet or someone that you really care about. It could even be a mountain or a body of water. And then as you're looking in the mirror, repeating this language to you about loving yourself, recreate that feeling, but this time for yourself. And the feeling is so important when you're um, shifting your energy and your vibration. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I have a a pet that is, or well, I'm a surrogate mom for this one pet and cat, a gorgeous cat. And he's just, oh my gosh, he's such a great teacher of unconditional love. Perfect. So there you go. 
Beautiful. Wow. Thank you. Thank you both so well, much. Thank you, Mary. Thank you. Happy Valentine's Day. Me too. Yes, me too. too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Isn't that interesting? I actually, um, when I do a soul call, the way I start out is I have people tap into unconditional love and it, to think of a pet or a child or like some inanimate object like that. So we're using a, a similar modality. Yay. I love that. <laughs> well, you know, when you fall in love, that's right. a real window, even for hard, crusty people who are really close. <laughs> all right. of a sudden, they're kind of skipping through life. It's a real opening It's it, into unconditional love. And I like to think that not only do you open up to your soulmate, but you open up to a whole world of love everywhere you look. It, it's that opening. That That is absolutely amazing. And you talked about that a little bit in a scenario in your book about a couple, a woman who was kind of quiet and um, repressed, and then mm-hmm. when she fell in love with you know her soulmate, her parents or her friends, I'm sure her family too, but it was more her friends you quoted or talked about that they felt there was this transformation in her personality, mm-hmm. and now she just all of a sudden opened up into this dynamic human being. Yes, yeah. Also in the book you talk about because so many people, including some of my clients, they're so afraid they're going to miss their soulmate. You know, like he's going to walk by, or you know, <laughs> she, she, she lives in Chicago. And I have there's a name a little for icon people. Icon over their head so that they. Now. Yeah. Like, oh my God, there he is right there. <laughs> well, I have a name for people like that. What? They're members of the CMAT club. <laughs> what does that mean? That means the can't miss a thing club. And those are people <laughs> who go to every party and every singles event. Ah. They're scared to death. If they miss the one party, they miss their soulmate. And I have to say, it doesn't work like that. You cannot miss them. And if you miss them three times, you'll get thrown together a fourth time until it takes. And so I don't believe that. And I think it helps people to have faith and not drive themselves crazy. When you're in that kind of crazy energy and frenetic, it's not the right magnetic energy anyway. Right. So along with that desperation. The desperation repels. Right. So so remember that, listeners, if you're feeling desperate for a partner, you're actually repelling people. People can feel it on a subconscious level. They can. Yeah. We're good at reading energy. And so if you can get yourself to that state, like if you go and buy that card, let's say for your Valentine tonight, Mm -hmm. you're kind of connecting and you're feeling good. And that's the magnetic energy. Daydream. It's good for you. Wonderful. And so in this daydream, do you daydream that you meet this wonderful person who you feel adores you? Or or what would you recommend for this daydream? Well, in my Manifesting Love CD and in that workshop that I'm I'm teaching it actually Monday night at the East West Bookstore. I take people through this elaborate visualization of meeting them, their first kiss, the electricity they feel together, because crackling chemistry, I think, is one of the symptoms of soulmates. You know, you chemistry is not part of the equation that gets left out. I mean, right. that's very important to have that passion. And um, and I take them through getting to know each other, spend, becoming part of each other's lives, the first time that they get really close physically, all kinds of stuff. And it's good. It's fun. And people love doing that. And they do it again and again. And it keeps them in that magnet, magnetic energy. So that is part of a soul call. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. I'm looking forward to yes. that. I think I'll be um, heading over to East West Bookstore <laughs> Monday night and hanging out with you. Yeah, I would love to have you. Oh, wonderful. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, so you are based in Los Angeles. I am. Um, but you're you're currently on a tour right now with your family. I'm Is on a correct? world tour, oh. so I'm not really in L.A. <laughs> right now. Yeah, I taught there last weekend, but yeah. I'm right. not really there. I'm not in the country right now, really. Right. Yeah, it's just a mirage here in the <laughs> studio in Seattle. I beamed in from Thailand. <laughs> yeah, thank you for doing that. So your family's in Thailand, except for your youngest child who's with you, right. correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then where's your next destination after that? 
Um, it'll be Malaysia and Bali. Ooh, so. and that sounds wonderful and perfect weather because she'll be there in the spring. It sounds exactly. Like. Oh, that sounds wonderful. very nice. Oh, and so when do you return back to Los Angeles um, home after your world tour? It'll not. It won't be till August. Oh my gosh, that's so wonderful. My book is getting out there, so I, there are just a lot of different people and groups to see. That is absolutely wonderful. We're so lucky to have you in Seattle for Valentine's Day and have you here in the studio. Well, I'm so glad questions. to be here. I love Seattle and I love Seattle people. You guys are great. And every one of you especially gets love. Oh, that's <laughs> so wonderful. So, you know, um, our sound engineer, um, Tom, he's also single. Uh-huh. And, and he has complained a few he's times. He's blushing right yeah. now. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I'm, I'm happy by myself. Uh-huh. Well, he's actually <laughs> complained now. a few times on the air. So I, <laughs> I know he's not exactly happy. So what kind of advice would you have for Tom? I would say he needs to know who he is better. How, what a catch he is. How amazing. I know. Isn't he cute? He's yes. adorable. <laughs> Women. No, no. Oh, God, no. Don't. Don't, don't stop saying that. <laughs> so just to, to really stand in how special he is. Well, thank you. And she will, you know, you'll have him vying for you. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And then Fighting over it. Yeah, and then the one. And the then one the one will, will come. Happen. Yes. So building confidence and believing in himself. And so maybe that mirror work or something of that would be a good exercise. Or do you have another one that seems um, doable for the a young mirror, man? And, and then, yeah, for men, it's a little different. But try to remember all the special things that you do hmm. and all the people who do love you and tell you how great you are. And I know there are a lot of them. Yeah, Just to remember, because sometimes if you're if you're insecure, or you don't receive well, what happens is people tell you stuff and you kind of let it roll off and you don't take it in like, and eh, you don't whatever. believe it. You think they're just <laughs> BSing you. Oh, come on. I can't be that awesome. <laughs> yeah, you are. I think so. Oh, thank you. Uh, you're absolutely right. It shows how intuitive you are because you've never, you know, you met Tom at about 630 this That's evening right. and you've described him quite well. Oh, okay. And I think you gave him great advice. So thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> so Catherine's going to be at the East West Bookstore on, in Roosevelt in Seattle. And if you want to register for her class on Monday night, her workshop, it's um, six, uh, 6 o'clock to 8.30, so two and a half hours. Wow, that's wonderful. Um, the phone number to register, and I highly recommend that you call and register, is 206-523-3726. I will be there tomorrow night. So that same phone number if you want to register for the chakra class, or you can go ahead and drop in. I'll be reading people's chakras. I do readings in every class that I teach. On the 20th, I will be at the residence in Marriott in Seattle, teaching meet your spirit guides so that's a wednesday night class between 7 and 9 p.m on the 23rd again at the residence in marriott i will be teaching an all-day class on automatic writing learning how to tap into source energy and using the oracle of letting information come through your body and then through pen and paper so you can answer your own um, questions about your life and your destiny and perhaps your soulmate and yes there you go and guide you in your own life so Thank you so much, Catherine, for being in the studio tonight. Well, thank you, Marie. It was wonderful. Oh, thank you so much. And safe travels to you and your family. Thank you. Yes. And everybody have a happy, happy Valentine's and a safe weekend. It's going to be beautiful in Seattle. And until next Thursday, um, be well. Views expressed on the preceding program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is alternative.